Hello and welcome to episode 8 of This Won't Teach You Anything. On this episode, we're going to do things a little bit differently. I just felt the need to go ahead and talk about things uh, that I try to avoid, like 2020 in general. One of the things that keeps coming up when it comes to me and pop culture is just, you hear things about the new norm, and I'm not going to get into all that, but specifically, um, I am going to get into what's changed in things that affect um, my life when it, as it relates to pop culture. One of the biggest things are uh, movie theaters and what's happened to those um, places of entertainment in 2020 so far. Uh, box office numbers have just absolutely plummeted. I believe right now it was just announced that China's the, um, the largest uh, financial box office in the world overtaking North America. Now, a lot of that's understandable with China having opened a bunch of their movie theaters and a bunch of their areas at near full capacity these days in the United States, uh, still the United States, still not, not to that point, but it's not just movie theaters. It's things are going to start catching up like, uh, seasons of TV shows that have been delayed. If you watch, uh, the walking dead, you'll notice that the last episode, uh, just recently aired of season 10. And that was due to the fact that a lot of the visual effects artists, when lockdowns happened, uh, they couldn't get in to finish the work on the, on the show. It had been filmed, but all the post-production stuff had, had not been complete. So that was a delay for the season finale. And this is, this, if we haven't felt it now, we're going to feel it uh, here in the coming year with, seasons of shows being delayed. A lot of productions have ramped back up, but one I know in particular that I was looking forward to is season four of a show on AMC called killing Eve. And it's, it's a fantastic show. If you haven't watched it, I would suggest it. It'll probably come up on, on uh, the podcast here sooner than later. But if you have watched that show, you notice you'll notice that that show films in a bunch of different locations across Europe and with travel restrictions, it's made it impossible to go ahead and, and continue that show right now. So it has not resumed production and probably won't for the foreseeable future. So again, it's not just movie theaters. We may not have felt it completely yet, but we will see seasons of, of our TV shows getting delayed. And what else does that leave? Music. That won't really affect anything that we're streaming or listening to records or CDs or the medium of your choice. But what's the one thing that a lot of us miss? Live music, concerts. In October of 2019, the last show I went to was Lady Gaga in Las Vegas. Great show. Never once did I think it'd be a long time before uh, I would see another live show. Had bought uh, my wife and I tickets to see Lady Gaga at Wrigley Field in August of 2020. It's been postponed now till August of 2021. So, you know, that's just kind of the things. And and these are small things. I don't want to go ahead and and give the oh woe is me when there's actually people um, getting sick. Uh, some very sick and a lot of people dying. So that's not what I'm trying to do again with this podcast. I'm, I'm trying to stay away from, you know, the, the doom and gloom that's out there. There are plenty of other podcasts that, that do a good job of focusing on 
current events and news and that type of stuff. It's not what I do here. So I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just, you know, in, in the very small spectrum of entertainment, pop culture, and that type of things, these are some of the things that suck. So uh, that being said, again, movies haven't been the same. Being able to go to a theater, television shows, we're going to go ahead and, and, and feel the impact of that when our new seasons of shows are delayed or maybe canceled altogether. And live music, concerts. We'll hit on a little bit of all three of those, but I want to start with movies and movie theaters and kind of the pulse or direction that, that I've read and I think things are moving towards. For some of us, movie theaters, the loss of or not being able to go to, I'm sure are not a big thing. I've talked to plenty of people, friends of mine, that are just as happy sitting at home and watching a film on TV as they would be at the theater, even before the pandemic. You know, a lot of that had to do with whether they had kids or depending the type of movie that they wanted to see, you know, I can, I, I use an example of, you know, there's some movies that I just absolutely have to see on the big screen. Not absolutely have to, but absolutely want to see on the big screen. And I've mentioned it before that things like, Star Wars, if it's a new Star Wars movie, that's something I want to see on the big screen. The new Marvel movies, I want to see those on the big screen. There's other movies that, for me, have the same impact if I saw them in the theater as I did if I were sitting on my couch. Um, a, a great example would be if you've ever seen the movie Lost in Translation with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. You know, that would give me the same effect. It's not, it's not a film I feel I need to see on a huge screen great movie either way if i'm watching it there or i'm watching it at home now aside from the type of movie another consideration for a lot of people is cost it's expensive to go to the movie theater if you're taking a family so one of the things that we just recently started to see is we saw a major studio released a major motion picture on a streaming service and that studio was walt disney uh, pictures and they released Mulan, which had always been intended to go to the theater route, and it was actually delayed a couple of times. They decided to go ahead and try something new and roll the dice on their Disney Plus streaming service. But it wasn't just if you paid for Disney Plus, you would get Mulan with your subscription, monthly subscription fee. The new thing they tried was. Uh, I believe it was something like Disney Plus Premiere to where to be able to watch the film, it was $30 on top of your subscription fee. And I know, you know, on paper, you you think, especially if you're a single person and you wanted to catch Mulan, holy crap, 30 bucks for a movie? This is a ripoff. No way. Well, that type of film is probably more geared towards the families. And $30 for a family of four, at least in uh, Indiana here, it's, depending on the age of the kids, it is less expensive than taking your family to a theater. And then if you're going to go ahead and get involved with concessions, you know, the, and again, using Indiana rates, the $7 large Coke. And I know if you're Listening to this in other parts of the country, you're probably thinking, man, I wish I could get a $7 large Coke at a movie theater. Um, 
but the same thing. Um, theaters don't make their money off the, the run of the film. The reason you're paying $7 for a large Coke is they make their money off of the concessions. So you have Mulan hitting Disney plus 30 bucks. Um, in, uh, later this year, December, it will hit Disney plus the regular streaming, but it actually on, um, streaming, it actually made more money than the major release of 2020 Christopher Nolan's tenant. So Disney again, just proved that they can change the model and in an article uh, in Forbes uh, that just was uh, on October, October 14th, 2020 written by uh, Sherez Faruqi. And I'm probably butchering his name. Um, he writes that Disney's switching focus to streaming and that, uh, that focus switch is uh, furthering the, question of whether movie theaters can survive. So he writes in here that uh, it was announced that Disney's next uh, Pixar movie called soul will be going the Disney plus premiere route straight to uh, streaming. Now, when somebody, when a theater or a um, studio like Disney does something like this, the rest of the industry takes notice and they wait to see what they can do. Now, some of the challenges with this is not every studio has their own streaming service. I mean, you know, again, talked about it on an earlier show with the host of Rudy's roundup, Travis rude, my brother, um, that Disney has usually been at the forefront of a, a lot of these things. And it looks like, looks like they're predicting this next one, at least in the short term, they're predicting a winner here when it comes to possibly the way that we consume our first run movies, the CEO of Disney, uh, Bob Chapek in this article, he's quoted as saying, given the incredible success of Disney plus and our plans to accelerate our direct to consumer business, we're strategically positioning our company to more effectively support our growth strategy and increase shareholder value. Managing content creation distinct from distribution will allow us to be more effective and nimble in making the content consumers want most delivered in the way they prefer to consume it. Now, you know, there, there's a lot to read in there. It seems that Disney's research is, especially right now in October of 2020, the way they prefer to consume it, they being the consumer, shows that their research is saying there's still a lot of people that want to stay home and not venture out right now. So, you know, this, this could be the death of the movie theater. It really could. If, if people are comfortable doing this and it's for families cheaper, movie theaters may be along the lines, you know, in the near future of what a lot of us see drive-in theaters like now around here during the summer for the first time in probably 15 years, uh, my family and I went to drive-in movie movies and they were showing, uh, there was a lot of eighties run movies and my youngest daughter had never been. And so for four or five weekends in a row, we caught double features at the drive-in movies. So it was a good way to spend time. They were spaced out, um, as far as one car space, another car space and so on and so forth. So there was social distancing, but there were still people around 
um, got to experience movies again and it was a great time, but movie theaters might be that kind of thing. I hope not. You know, I really, really enjoy going to a theater and cheering with a crowd of, on an opening weekend of, of a big budget action movie. And that's just something you're not going to go ahead and be able to enjoy at home. And I know there's plenty of people, friends of mine that would, again, don't miss a crowded theater. But since the advent of things, which I didn't know why it took so long, but assigned seating and stadium seats in theaters or recliners now, you know, that just made it all the more appetizing. I remember staying outside overnight to get tickets to Star Wars Episode One, and then having to get to the movie theater hours early to get in line to be able to run in and grab a seat. Assigned seating, best invention ever at the movie theater, or or best late invention ever at the movie theater. So again, Disney leading the way. It'll be interesting to see what other studios do. I think the last major release uh, slated to hit 2020 after a few delays would be Wonder Woman 84. We'll see. It's supposed to be out in December. We'll see if they hold off, like Disney has pushed all the Marvel movies back into 2021, or if... Warner Brothers DC rolls the dice and releases it on a streaming service. We'll see. So now TV. As I mentioned, you know, a lot of these shows are going to be out a lot later than we're used to. You know, following a season and and whatnot is going to be just kind of a waiting game now. I mentioned The Walking Dead. Uh, season 11, I believe just now picked up starting uh, to film. So there's no way it'll be back um, February. I can't imagine. Uh, Killing Eve, I mentioned, you know, due to the, the locations it films in. That won't be back anytime soon. Big hit on Netflix, The Witcher. Uh, production has suspended on that. A big show that a lot of people are looking forward to on Disney Plus, WandaVision, um, has been uh, delayed from its initial release date. Uh, it resumed production in July, so that'll be coming out soon. Uh, another big one for Disney Plus and Marvel, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just recently in September started uh, to resume production. So, you know, a lot of those things... what who wins in this situation? You know, there's always money somewhere and it looks like it's really going to be uh, streaming services or, you know, people who haven't thought about streaming, you know, if they watch shows on network, it's either going to be reruns. And so maybe they jump on board to Netflix, Hulu or something like that to go ahead and get their, their television fix. Music's the same way. You know, unfortunately, it's just, it's going to be a long time, I think, before we're back in there. I hope in August of 2021, I'm sitting in Wrigley Field watching Lady Gaga with my wife. Time will tell and, and, and we'll see. So for me, those are the big ones. But there's also things out there like, you know, a pop culture institution and just entertainment in general is a place like Las Vegas, which I love going to. You know, it, it's kind of crawling back right now. And uh, as of the recording of this uh, episode, 
some of the shows in Las Vegas have just been given the green light to resume. They're more of the, uh, the smaller theater shows, comedy acts, things of that nature. So again, concerts and, and, and the big acts and conventions, uh, still not totally greenlit. So there's still an economic impact, you know, rippling throughout, uh, the world. Um, and it seems like no industry except the medical industry is immune to it. So, you know, going to Las Vegas and, and, you know, there's a live cam on YouTube that you can go ahead and, and watch. It's the American Eagle live cam and it's mounted right, um, right next to the MGM grand on that side of the strip. If you've ever been, uh, to Las Vegas and then there's another American Eagle cam mounted on New York, New York, kind of across the street from the MGM. So I'll watch that and from time to time, you know, just it's kind of people watching and you can kind of see they pan around and so you can see the different casinos. And it's just since since I like Las Vegas, it, it's kind of cool to see and and uh, what's going on there, especially since it was kind of depressing. Back in the earlier part of this year, you'd look and nobody walking on the streets. The casinos were closed. Uh, traffic on the strip was a crawl. I mean, you had people jogging and riding their bikes, which is just something there's not usually enough room to do on the Las Vegas strip. So it just, uh, being able to see some of that come back, uh, has, has almost been, you know, kind of therapeutic to go ahead and see, again, some sense of normalcy. When will this all end and everything come back all the way again? Who knows? Hopefully sooner than later. Hopefully things get um, figured out. People are able to go ahead and fight back against this virus and, and get things back to the way they were. When deciding to do this episode... I really try and keep my podcast what, what's called evergreen. And all that means is to not really associate too much with time uh, and, and current events, thereby making it to where somebody might be able to enjoy it four years from now and not use, not lose any relevancy of, of what I'm talking about. And typically the realm of pop culture and entertainment, if you stay to movies and, um, and don't necessarily just do movies that have just come out or songs that have just come out or the most popular TV shows that are out right now. Um, if you, if you pull from different areas, it just, you know, to me stands to reason that it will still be listenable to um, someone three years from now as it is now, hopefully. But you know, this with everything that's going on, I think of this episode as kind of a time capsule to where a few years down the road, if anybody's still listening or, or finds this episode, you know, not that they'll have to look to this episode for what it was like, but this is just a small part of what we're all going through. And again, hopefully in a few years, we'll listen to this and go, Oh man, glad that's over with, but we'll see. So what about you guys? What What is different in things that you enjoy in the world of pop culture and entertainment that you wish were uh, back to the way it was? Or are 
the advent of major releases uh, in the movie world going to streaming services, something that appeals to you. Let me know. Let me know what you miss. Let me know what you like. Um, again, you can you can follow or get a hold of uh, the show at Twitter at this won't teach, Instagram this underscore won't underscore teach underscore you underscore anything, email this won't teach at gmail.com, Facebook at this won't teach. Now again, all of those you can get a hold of uh, the show through. There's no punctuation in any of that. Um, next show we'll be back on. Uh, more topic-based things. I am going to have a guest on. I'm going to have my oldest daughter, Skylar, on the show to get that perspective of a 22-year-old because I know at my age, I I go ahead and see things differently than I did at her age and just thought it'd be cool to go ahead and have, um, you know, what's what's popular for someone her age or what she enjoys. I know that she's told me she's got some of her music taste from things that I've listened to and she heard growing up. Um, so, you know, it'll be an interesting, uh, conversation to go ahead and, and, and talk from a, a parent child point of view and see what stuck or what didn't, or if there's things that I, that I've heard her listen to that I'm like, I like that. I'm going to listen to that or, you know, just kind of a cross generational thing and, and, and see what still holds up or what, uh, what doesn't. So, yeah, for episode nine, we'll have uh, my daughter Skylar on. Again, I do appreciate every one of you that listens. If you enjoy the show, tell a friend, listen, rate, review, and subscribe. I really do appreciate all feedback, and we will see you next time on This Won't Teach You Anything.